Build a stunning band website in minutes with Bandzoogle. Go to Bandzoogle.com to start your free 30-day trial and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Branville, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How you doing, Jay? Good morning, Michael. How are you? Not too bad. It's uh, without getting into all the personal details, I'm... Hanging in, in Minnesota at my parents, yeah. dealing with some family stuff. So I'm recording today all iPad. This will be interesting. And it looks Let's good. It looks really clear. It just looks like works. you're looking off to the side. That's the only thing. I know. That's, that's tough. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it, that is the odd thing. So on the screen here, you mm. are on the right side of the screen. So when I'm looking at you to talk, <laughs> my head is not looking at the camera. Right. Right. I, I've, I've always said, when is Apple going to get smart and embed the camera in the middle of the screen? Not at the top, not on the edges, not on the side, but in dead center middle of the screen, because that's what you look at when you're that's doing right. stuff. That's right. And if you're going to use and, it for a live streaming device, you've got to have that camera in the middle. Like right now I'm looking at you square in the middle, just like we were sitting having coffee Yeah. and, and you're looking at me off to the side. Yeah. I mean, you know, so, so if I'm not making direct eye contact with, with <laughs> our viewers this week, that's because, that's why. you know, I've got to kind of do force. I got to, I got to look <laughs> off camera to be looking that's so weird yeah. <laughs> it's these little things that just bother the crap out of me after after recording podcasts for over 10 years here it's like yeah. god this is the littlest annoyance and it's it's a first world problem i totally yes, get it, it is <laughs> how many how many podcast episodes do you think that you've done because you and i i think have done you know, four or 500 and you were doing it for years before well, you and I, I were doing I, it. I, I wanted to go in and total them. So between I'll the bet music, it's close to a thousand, right? Oh, easily, easily. So the, between music biz weekly and three sides of the coin, it's probably just under a thousand for those. Wow. Two. Now and then, for and podcasts, then, that's then, then a lot. Had, what was that? For, for podcasts. podcasts, that's a lot. I mean, that's like a lot. Because yeah, podcasts and, and then, have only been around like a week and a half yeah. uh, for a lot of people. It's a big yep. new shiny toy, but you were doing this in what? 2000 and two, 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 th this show started in March of 2011. Wow. So it'll and, be, it'll be 10 years this March, ten, right? 10 years this coming March. That's crazy. That's yeah, a long time so, in the podcast you know, world. And and I've got a couple other podcasts that I did that have since gone away. So adding them all in, it is over a thousand episodes. Yeah. Where are you at with three sides? How many how many episodes with three sides? I think we just did 410. Holy cow. And I think wow. we're up to about 450 right now for That's... Music Biz Weekly. Wow. That's a lot so of shows, something, man. something like that. I mean, yeah, I don't even keep track. You should be designing the uh, iPad for podcasts. <laughs> you know, seriously. I mean, you know, if, if anybody's thinking of developing software for podcasting and all this stuff, I'd be more than happy to give you my two cents because it comes from real world experience, not ideal world, because yeah. let's be honest. 
Yeah. Most of us are not in an ideal world situation where you've got a studio and you've got mics. Mm. I mean, again, and a producer. I'm on, I'm, I'm on the road. I threw an yeah. iPad in, and how am I doing this on the iPad? You know, this is the type of stuff that most podcasters have to deal with and figure out. That's right. That's right. And a lot of these podcasts, like a friend of mine was talking about one of my favorite podcasts, which is the New York Times daily you know they've got dozens of people on staff right they've got studios editing studios you know it's a whole new thing and with with us and a lot of people we're just kind of winging it you know we've yeah, got there's, like there's, you're on the road you've got your ipad our, our, you're looking at our staff right here it's the two of us <laughs> well i've you got know, my dog this, here this is, yeah this is literally it i mean you know we we joke but it is in all seriousness you know, it's not going to improve in production and quality and equipment unless it's making money because we got to put the money out on our own to buy new gear, new equipment. We put our own time into recording this, editing this, uploading this. And, you know, we, we love what we're doing for all of you, but at at the end of the day, you and I both have clients and family yeah. and those come job. before podcasting I that's mean, right that's why, that's why i wasn't on the show last week because of family so yeah. um you know that's that's the reality for most podcasters is life comes first that's for right. the podcast. yeah yeah it's not a lot of people's day job you know i get a really great compliment every now and then from friends of mine that are uh teachers professors you know that teach music business studies and it's always such a big thrill when they say yeah you know we 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 played some of your episodes in our class or you know your your morning coffee is required reading or you know those types of thing and i i I think that one of the things that you and i are really big on is not only giving back but just education in general you know this podcast isn't for experts Um, This is for folks that are trying to wrap their heads around this new music business, learn some new tactics, learn what some of these things mean. Yeah, doing it yourself. And so much of what we do these days as an industry, a lot of it you can do yourself. I know people who are recording their own songs at home. One of my clients uh, during the pandemic um, started, they had recorded a new album. And they started going in and kind of just tweaking some of the songs that they wanted to fix up a little bit, maybe do another guitar take, another vocal take. Long story short, they recorded the entire album start to finish at their home studio. Those are the kinds of things that you can do today. Yeah. And, and, and even if you've moved beyond the do-it-yourself phase, all these do-it-yourself tactics are still at the base, the root of everything you would still be doing if you've got a label or a team. Yeah. Um, so you've got to understand this stuff if you're dealing with a label. You know, I, yeah. I, I won't get in naming names, but you and I were talking before we hit the record. I'm dealing with a client right now that's on a uh, distri- distributed through a label. And yep. there's stuff that I want to do that the label is, is making very difficult. And I'm like, it's not difficult you know, we do this every week for all sorts of people. It takes 30 seconds. It shouldn't take four weeks to do. Yeah. Yeah. But you know how it is with, with a label, especially one that's owned by a large corporation, they have processes, rules, and even 
though they may not make sense. And you know, as well as I do, you could go in there within a minute, fix what you need to fix and move on. But there are levels of approval and things have to go through the process. And that's why I think this new music business is so exciting is that you can be nimble and you can do things yep. on a dime. And what I love about it is you and I are kind of lifelong learners, meaning that when we don't understand something or if there's something new, we'll invite a guest on to talk about it or we'll go online and Google it and find some video about it or read an article about it. And that's what's so great about today's music business is if you don't know how to live stream, if you don't know how to record, engineer, produce, whatever it is that you want, social media, there are so many courses and classes. Some of them are for free. Some of them cost a little bit of money, but there are all sorts of places you can go to continue your learning. Well, let's just our podcast and there's many other podcasts out there in similar style to us. It's all free knowledge. It's all free information. You know, there's blogs that people write about it. It's all free information. Now, yeah. sadly, you know, my experience has been a lot of people won't even commit to putting the time into listening to a podcast or reading an article that takes two minutes to read. They just want somebody to tell them, but it's there. The information yeah. is all out there to be found very quickly and easily. It's just, you know, hey, Google it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I've learned so much from going to, you know, uh, you know, just things like um, Sherry, who has this water and music, um, newsletter. Amber Horsburgh has a really great uh, newsletter. We've had both of them on our podcast. Ari Herstan's been on the show a few yep. times and he's got really great resources, really great, you know, newsletter that comes out. And just by doing those simple things that are free, you can learn a lot, but you're absolutely right. Some people are those type of people that they see an article on the internet and they forward it without reading it. You know what I mean? They just read the headline and there is a lot of information out there, but you have to set aside a little bit of time to uh, sharpen the saw, as they say. Yep. Right? If you're serious uh, about your craft, um, be curious and, and go find out those answers. Because what I found from doing your morning coffee, which is a newsletter that comes out every week, I don't write those stories. I maybe write four or five pieces a year. I curate. But by reading those articles, you quickly learn that there's a handful of people like the people we just mentioned that actually do the research and write these articles. Yep. And then there's a whole mess of people like dozens, if not hundreds that just take their article and, and say what they think about it and forward that out. I'm not that yep. interested in that. I like reading things from Glenn Peoples, who's actually going to, you know, be on the earnings calls. He's going to do the research and look at the data. Those are the kinds of things that interest me. And there's so much to be learned. And the last thing I'll say on it is it's not just about learning about data or, or tactics. It's making something actionable right? Like yep. think about what you want to learn, whether it's sync licensing or the music modernization act or socials or streaming or whatever areas you want to learn about, you know, kind of put together a plan. This is, this is what I want to learn about and then find out who those experts are in that area. It's so easy to do with the web. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, you know, before we get, um, 
too wrapped up in discussing here. We got to show a little love mm. to yes. some of our sponsors and supporters here. Yes. So, um, as always, thank you to Hypebot and Bands in Town Thanks, Bruce. for continuing to share our podcast week in and week out. It means a lot to us. And, of course, to our sponsors, Bandzoogle.com. Built by musicians for musicians, Bandzoogle is an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to build a beautiful website and EPK for your music. Bandzoogle powers the websites for tens of thousands of musicians around the world, from weekend warriors to Grammy winners. All the features you need for a professional website are already built in, including hosting and a custom domain name, dozens of fully customizable design templates, tools to sell your music and merch commission-free, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send newsletters, of course, social media integrations and amazing live tech support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. Uh, so Music Biz Weekly podcast listeners, head over to bandzoogle.com. Try it for free for 30 days. Use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. And of course, discmakers.com. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media for today's musician. Digital royalty payments are so small that selling products like CD, vinyl, t-shirt at gigs has become an important income generator. For every CD you sell online or at a gig, you might need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money, and that's a lot of streams. Mm -hmm. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even T-shirts. So head over to discmakers.com, place an order, CD order for 100 or more CDs. When you check out, use the promo code FREEBIZ and you'll save up to $150 in shipping costs. Uh, so, we, we, it, you know, we're getting to the end of the year here. We like to do year-end wrap-ups and I think we're going to do a, a good full year-end wrap-up in the next couple weeks. We don't have, we've got a guest next week, but Christmas week and New Year's week, uh, we've kind of kept them open just for us to be able to jump in and talk what we need to. And yeah. the fact that I might be traveling back to California from Minnesota at some point. Um, so today, no guest, no set topic, but I don't know, maybe we kind of want to do just a quick, like looking back at 2020 yeah. What do you think is the most important thing an artist could take away from 2020? That's a great question. I'm sure there's a lot of them. I, I, can, I can tell you that what my clients and friends are really learning, you know, being kind of pinned down in this pandemic is, you know, you, you have to make lemonade out of lemons you know this is the way it is you're not going to be able to tour right now 
you what what can you do and it's really hit people not just the artists but all of our friends that are on the road crew all of our friends that are selling merch all of our friends that work in those venues i mean you and i know a lot of people within the business and this has been a huge impact on those folks and what i've really enjoyed kind of watching is the way that now people have some more arrows in their quiver. The obvious things are a lot of people never heard of Zoom before. A lot of people had never done OBS. A lot of people had never done live streaming. Now people are getting pretty damn good at it. And they're learning how to put on certain types of shows and, and how to interact with an audience. But I think the, the main thing that I would like to point out is audience engagement. It's, it's not enough to just shotgun blast your message out to a big uh, group of people. It's about knowing who your base is, knowing who your fans are, and staying engaged with them. And I've watched some artists that are so good at it that they're, they're really keeping that conversation going and that relationship going with their fans, even during a pandemic when they can't tour. And that, that's probably the biggest thing for me is all the different tactics that people are using to keep that fan base locked in and engaged and then try to, to grow it from there. Cause that's really challenging during a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the biggest thing I think that 2020 has revealed, has shown, has required of people who want to move forward and succeed is your ability to adapt and pivot. That's at, at the simplest terms. Um, you know, I've always, pre-COVID, I've always told clients, you know, you're in a release cycle. You just hit your pre-orders out there. Press is starting to roll in. Be prepared to jump on an opportunity at a moment's notice. All of a sudden, some great website wants to do a full live stream performance of you, you hadn't planned on it, you got 24 hours to commit to this and maybe, you know, less than a month to make it happen. You've got to be ready to pivot and, 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 and act on something. Well, 2020 has shown that it's the entire industry, everything you're doing has to be able to change at a moment's notice. You know, was it March? I can't even remember, March 13th or something like that was when yeah, who remembers? basically the shit hit the fan mm -hmm. worldwide, or at least mm -hmm. heavily in the US, and everything stopped. Everything stopped. And at that moment, you needed to be in a situation where you could look at it and Okay, spend a few hours panicking, but then you've got a shock, you know, anger, denial. <laughs> yeah, then you got to, you know, pull up your pants and start off again and get running yeah. on this because yeah. you don't you don't know, you know, I remember back in March we were like, oh, okay, maybe by August things will be fine again. September for sure, you know, bands will be back oh, to yeah. again. You know, that that was the early thought amongst a lot of people. Um, yeah, that's right. And obviously, that's not the case. And no. obviously, we don't even know mm -mm. Um, what 2021 is going to hold for us and when no. things are going to start relaxing. Yeah. But as a musician, as a band, 
you need to be able to look at this and go, God, this sucks, but I got to keep moving forward. And what do I have to do to do that? What do I have yeah. to change? You know, do you just, and I've seen this, and you've probably seen it too, Jay, some artists just give up. Like I have seen uh, that. I, I, I absolutely just, have I, seen that. They're just stop like. Stop recording, stop <laughs> living online, stop engaging, stop live shows can't even consider a live stream they just roll up into a ball and disappear yeah. waiting for the world to come back to them mm -hmm. if that's you i'm afraid to say you've already lost because many other artists have moved forward and you've you're stuck back in march yeah. So you've yeah. got to be able to sit here and go, okay, what do I have to do? To your point about live streaming, you know, prior to March, live streaming wasn't that big of a deal. It was kind of a fun thing you did with Facebook Live every once in a while, but All right. nobody worried it. about it as a significant part of a marketing plan. Mm -hmm. Well, now it is. Yeah. And not only has live streaming become significant, but pre-recording a performance and then streaming and editing that and cleaning it up and then streaming that like it is live. So it, it almost comes down to learning to use and not be afraid of technology. Absolutely. And taking it a step further, look at what Billie Eilish did. Look at what Kiss is doing on New Year's. They've taken this uh, lemon and they've made some pretty great lemonade out of it. They're well, stretching well, the boundaries. You know, they're, they're trying to make lemonade. We'll see the day after how many people showed up, was it a success? But that doesn't matter because you got to try. Yeah. You've got to try something new. And, and one of the things I've constantly seen with, with musicians especially is so many of them are just lost when it comes to technology. Yeah. yeah, you've got a smartphone and yeah, maybe you know how to do a quick video clip and take a photo, but you don't really understand how you can use it, what it can do, what are the tools that are out there and educating yourself how to do that. Did you know you can do a Zoom thing on your iPad, record that whole thing, edit that video on your iPad and upload it and stream it right from your iPad? You didn't need a desktop. You don't need a laptop. You can do it from an iPhone. Says so, the guy doing a broadcast on an iPad. <laughs> yeah, doing it on an iPad. So, right. you know, it's 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 not yeah. being afraid to embrace and learn about technology That's because right. what COVID has taught us is if you've got technology on your side right now, you're ahead of the game. And you yeah. can see this not just in 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 musicians and artists and bands in the entertainment industry, but you see this in every business out there. Yeah. If you had a restaurant that was set up to take online orders and deliveries through DoorDash, you were in a much better shape March when everything shut down That's right. than the other restaurants that were like, we got nothing. We don't even have a website for our restaurant. Yeah. You know, so, do? this is all about technology right now. And, and, and I yeah. think it's, it's here to stay. Not that technology has never been like going away, but when we do eventually 
come out of COVID at some point in some condition, what we've gone through is still going to be here and still going to stay. And it's still yeah. going to be an integral part of everything. And That's if right. you don't understand it now, you're going to get further and further and further behind. Yeah. I was just talking to a label over the weekend who, you know, part of what they are going to do for 2021 is reach out to all the artists they've signed and basically say, you got to start embracing technology. You got to start putting together marketing plans that include live streaming. If you don't, we're dropping you. You've got to pick up the slack. Yeah. Because we're all in this together. Yeah. Yeah. The way I see it is you, it's like the old Michael Jordan quote, and I'm going to butcher it, but something like, you know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So, you know, you need to educate yourself and you need to try these things. And if you are a Luddite or if you're just somebody who's just struggling with some of this stuff, there's plenty of people out there uh, that can advise you, do it for you, that sort of thing. I think what I really enjoy is watching some of these artists who are looking for new and exciting ways to grow their business, grow their audience. You know, I talked about before there are artists that are being more creative you and i had um ty taylor from vintage trouble on the podcast who's yep. getting eating healthier exercising writing music recording he's using this time to be creative i think that's really important but also i've noticed there's been a lot of my clients and a lot of uh musicians in general that are offering up lessons um, where yep. they can make a little bit of money. Um, Zoom that's lessons, Skype lessons. And that's, that's super cool. And then there's experiences, which we've talked about several times. You know, a couple of my clients, um, the Licorice Quartet and the Accidentals, you can go onto their websites and write a song with them. They, they'll record with you. The Accidentals will actually play D&D &D with you, you know? Yep. So there's all these cool ways of kind of making uh, some revenue and getting a little bit closer to your audiences. You and I were talking about paid meet and greets back in the day, and you were on the cutting edge of paid meet and greets. And I, I just love that that's a different revenue stream. And you and I would have given our cars away to be able to do a paid meet and greet back in the day with some of our favorite artists but this is a new wave of that you can engage with your favorite artists um there's one of them that will actually knit you a scarf you know what i mean wow it's almost like the pledge music thing which of course pledge went under and that that's a whole bunch of bad mojo but there were a couple of interesting things that came out of that and that was you could buy a drum head from Cheap Trick that was signed by them or a stage used guitar from one of your favorite bands. And now that's carried over into these experiences from a lot of artists now. And you and I talk about sites like Cameo or Thrills.co UK, where these actors, musicians, athletes can um, send a little video message. You know, they charge for these little video messages. And there was an article I read uh, recently where this one actor made a million dollars on Cameo just doing these little wow. videos. And there are a lot of musicians on there. I had uh, the Soup Nazi do a, um, a birthday message for my dad. You know, um, uh, 
Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick is on there. Alice Cooper's on there. But I guess the point is, think outside the box. There are so many different ways that you can engage with your audience and create value, create revenue. And to your point, I would love to put an exclamation point on what you were saying, which is basically all of these new tools and tactics and learnings we're going to take with us after this pandemic slows and goes away. And those that are adapting are going to be so much stronger because of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all of this stuff you just talked about requires technology. And, and, it, and it's not a difficult technology. It's not like you're programming anything. Right. But you, you've got to be comfortable using an iPhone, using an iPad, recording videos, understanding rotating a camera, you know, vertically to horizontally, you know, understanding basic lighting and stuff like that. Um, understanding how the basics of how a live stream works and what's the difference between like, you know, why can't you live stream the same thing to Facebook that you can to, to Instagram? That's well, that's because right. Instagram requires it to be like a story, which is tall and narrow. So it yep. doesn't get the full width. So all of a sudden you streamed your live performance to Instagram and the only person visible is the lead singer and the rest of the band is cut off and now they get pissed at you. Well, you know, you need to understand those little technology nuances yeah. before you even do it. Um, that's going to be a big differentiator moving forward. I mean, 2020 has basically said, if you are not afraid of technology, it's going to be tough, but you're going to move forward. And you're going to come out of this. If you are afraid of technology this year, so well, hire somebody who's not, you know, because not everybody go find a different career. I yeah, you, to say that, you but... and I love these technologies and we're going to be talking about some of these platforms and upcoming shows. Um, I just pulled up and we can put this in the show notes if you want. Um, Savannah Bice from the Accidentals did, you know, like this 24 page um, how to live stream tutorial on all the different platforms, all the software you need, the equipment you need, and just what you were talking about, the nuances between doing it on these different platforms. I'm going to send the link over uh, for this, but that's just one example of if you don't know how to do something, you've got the internet. You can yep. find out how to do it, and if you really don't want to get into that, maybe you need to talk to your street team, which you know, that's your boyfriend, girlfriend, your mom, your dad, whoever is in your band, find somebody in there that does know how to or has a passion for it or is curious about it. But I promise you, you or somebody on your team needs to pursue these things. Otherwise, you're going to be left in the dark. Yeah, this is this is this is going to be a new differentiating factor between bands, musicians, artists that make it and those that don't. Yeah. You know, late labels are um, very much now like you, the artist that we sign, you need to be playing this game with us. We're all in this together. This isn't yeah. you just signing a deal and sitting back and letting the label do everything. You've got to be committed to this. You may have to spend some of your own money, even though you've got a label deal. You got yeah. a label, 
but you still may have to spend money for some marketing, some promotion, some gear, some equipment, software subscriptions, whatever it is. That doesn't go unrecognized by labels, distributors, team members. I mean, when I work with somebody, I recognize when somebody goes out and does it on their own to help me versus somebody who's like, just do it for me, Mike. Okay, great. But when I'm done in three months, who's going to do it? Yeah. Yeah. You just touched on something that's really important. One is a lot of people think that once you get signed by a label, you're good. You're good to go. But if you talk to the people at the labels and I worked in the major label system my entire career, that's where it starts. Not where, it, that. not where it ends, right? The, the race begins then. That's exactly right. And unfortunately, people sometimes, a lot of times, you'll meet a new young artist and they're like, and they almost kind of give up. They almost lose their edge when they get that deal because they think, okay, I've, I've done what I need to do. Well, and then- that, that, that's because, because you and I have seen this. So many artists, the only goal in their mind is to get a record deal. They mm-hmm. think that is success. When the reality is, and I was talking to this label again over the weekend, success is when you've been able to make enough money to be a musician full time as your career, you don't have to have a side gig. Yeah. That's success. And have a little bit of freedom to be an artist. The other thing was, and this is something that's near and dear to your heart, but I hear this all the time from venues in a non-COVID world, is that partnership between the venue and the artist. The artists that are smart, my clients that are smart when they tour, they're reaching out way ahead of time to the venues. And a lot of these venues have packages that show, you know, here are the local um, news outlets. Here are the local radio stations that might have you on as a guest. And here's how you can promote via socials. And here's some banners. And there's this give and take. And those artists that partner with the venues early and then not only do you get more butts in the seats again during a non-COVID world, but now you've developed a relationship with that, that venue. And even if you don't sell out, they're going to remember you. That's that, that's that band that really helped drive people butts in the seats. And you get this reputation as you tour of being someone who makes relationships that helps with this partnership between the venue and the artist. And it's not just that you roll into town and you just pop on stage, run and do your show and leave. It's, it's this big partnership. And I know you've worked with venues. You've got to be seeing, you know, again, when, when you're able to tour, how important that is for, for that partnership. It is. is. I mean, it's always been that way for, for venues and it's going to become even more so that way with with labels you know yeah as 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 an artist you need to be willing to take and shoulder some of the stuff you thought maybe was the label's responsibility and just as we've seen in some past episodes where performance contracts are changing because of covid Mm -hmm. i and this maybe is a good future episode for us to discuss i suspect label contracts are going to start changing 100%. as well mm-hmm. me to simple things is like don't even think you're going to get an advance at this point in time nobody's i mean because we're all in the same financial hurt so for you to come in here and expect a label to give you ten thousand dollars 
No, the label would rather take that $10,000 and invest it into your marketing and promotion than just give it to you as an advance. Um, the, con the contracts might have new clauses that require you to do certain things that are very specific about if you don't do it, you know, that could terminate your deal. Yeah. Because these labels are, are hanging on by the, the, you know, the hanging on by the skin of their, their, their teeth and everything right now. Mm -hmm. And they can't afford a, an artist that drains them. Yeah, it's more of a partnership, just like we were talking about with uh, with venues. I find that those artists that are the ones that get the most out of a label. And again, I'm not speaking from a book. I've I've worked for labels and seen this happen. When you get that partnership, when you have a label that, or, or I'm sorry, an artist that works with the label, and will give them the things that they need and will work with them. And even as simple as when you're out on the road, you know, you'd be surprised at how many artists are like blowing off radio station visits and things. Cause it's too early in the morning. And I played late yep. last night and it's like, man, you're fortunate enough to be in this position. You need to hold up your end of the bargain and, and challenge the label and partner with them and work with them. And if they need you to interview, they need a track by track. They need you to show up. They need liners, whatever, you know, you be there. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Let's take care of this. Those kind of partners, it's not forgotten. Yeah. I mean, at, at the, at the simplest, remember somebody spent time and money to make those arrangements for you. Mm -hmm. And by you blowing it off for whatever reason, you're basically just saying, I don't care about the time that that promo marketing person spent on the phone for two weeks trying to arrange this and mm -hmm. you know took the the, the radio station out to lunch to to convince them of this and then arrange yeah. to have a, a a town car ready to pick me up at the hotel and then you just blew it all off yeah now again all that money you're going to be recouped on but that's not the point the point is they don't want to spend money if it isn't going to be acknowledged and taken advantage of. It's a business, you know, it's, it's a business. So it's yeah, not an art I mean, project as a friend of ours says, you, it's, it's, yeah. you getting back to what I said, you've got to be ready to pivot and change right now. And you get a, a new deal offer January of 2021 and it's different than what you're accustomed to. Don't freak out you got to be willing to change and adapt to it because this world is completely changing right now. And what I will go on record as saying is I can guarantee you, we will not go back to the way it was. Just like the internet and MP3s yeah. changed the music industry and we no, never went back. back to the way it was, the CDs and vinyl, post-COVID, yeah. How we come out of it will never be the same as it was pre-COVID. Deals, contracts, marketing, promotion, everything Across is going to be different. And you need yeah. to accept that. And, and don't be that artist that sits back and goes... Well, I remember the good old days of hopping in a van and driving across country and playing anywhere I wanted to. Why can't we do that again? It doesn't matter. You're just not going to be able to. Be miserable, 
somebody else has adapted changed, and has taken advantage of it. Somebody else is putting together, as you're listening to us or watching us right now, they're scheduling a virtual tour. They're putting together 24 virtual shows to call a tour, and they're going to make it happen while you're sitting here going, woe is me. Yeah, you need to take advantage of it. Yep. There are opportunities here. Yep, yep. Yeah. So that was a good little discussion. Let's, yeah. um, let's throw a wrap up here, throw a little love again to Hypebot and Bands in Town and uh, Banzoogle and Disc Makers as well. And of yep. course, if you're watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, that button, pound it. Yep. If you're on Spotify, <laughs> follow us. If you're on iTunes, subscribe, leave a review and a rating. Uh, it all means a lot. We see it all. It, it says something it. to us that, that you care. And, and again, that means a lot to us. So um, that's it. Everybody stay safe. Wear your masks, please. So please. we can get back to touring and performing live sooner than later yes that's it we'll see everybody where's the camera next week <laughs> discmakers.com use code freebiz for ground shipping on cd orders of 100 units or more 150 dollar value